Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. Hey all, so this episode's going to be more like a little wrap up. I can't believe it's the end of the year and the end of a fucking decade. It's crazy. I actually didn't even realize that was the end of a decade until everybody started bringing it up sometime in December. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, 2019 into 2020. I guess we are starting it all over, friends. But this episode, I'm just going to kind of focus on 2019 for the most part. I think 2019 was a very pivotal year for me in so many ways. So I kind of just want to do my top five of things that I really enjoyed in 2019. I guess enjoyed is not necessarily the word, but things that I've come to enjoy or discover or explore about myself in this crazy, wacky year of mine. So I guess you can kind of see it like Oprah's favorite things. I don't know if some of you guys never saw those shows, minus me giving away stuff for free. That's coming in 2020, guys. So my favorite book, and I've talked about this book before. This book has been life-changing for me. It's Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. This book has been a game changer in how I see myself, how I view life, how I view my relationships with other people, how I can see their relationship when it comes to me or how the relationship has evolved or destructed or what have you. There's so many exercises and I was one never to really do exercises in books, but I decided to go against the grain and really try to do them. And I did. And it really helped me start to really see my thought patterns, my hangups, some of my trauma, because I wouldn't even really consider my life or things I've gone through traumatic because I was one of those people that said, well, I never... I didn't see a murder. I didn't do this. I didn't. I would always try to compare it to other people and instead of just taking it from my own personal POV and lens. And this book, I give so much kudos to because it really helped me take a step back, write it down, because the best way for me to really articulate myself is through writing or through movement, which is something that was new when I discovered later in the year. But primarily writing. And I could really look at things and really assess things and group things and really start to come to terms with a lot of stuff from my past, my present. And hopefully I have some tools in my arsenal that can help me in the future. Um, So I highly recommend this book. Kristen Neff, she is amazing. She actually has videos on YouTube. But if you have any gift cards to any bookstores or Amazon, I highly recommend you picking up a copy of Self-Compassion. It will definitely do you right. Moving on, my favorite album of the year. I love music. Music is probably one of my passions in life. I would probably be a DJ. And who knows? Maybe I'll learn how to spin. Who knows? I like to learn random things. Music has been a lifesaver for me as well. I have an eclectic taste, I would like to say. Um, I listen to any and everything at least once or twice to see if I like it or not. But this album came out later in the year. It's been one of my heavy rotations. And I actually spoke about it on my Instagram. And it's Jimmy Lee by Raphael Sadiq. He is from Tony Tony Tone. And I 
wasn't a huge fan of them when I was younger, but I'm a huge fan of his because he's just so, you can tell he really knows and understands music. And he is just so evolved. I just, I just could talk about him forever. He's amazing. But Jimmy Lee is a very cool album. It's very dark for him. He named it after his brother who OD. Well, actually, he died from AIDS, but he was an addict. And it was a, really a personal album for him. You can tell that he's just working stuff out through it. And I feel like a lot of artists work. It doesn't matter the medium. If they're really working through stuff, it's so obvious in their respected medium. So if they're a painter, a musician, a dancer, whatever, if they're going through something, you can tell. And I think that makes it easier just for you to connect because there's something in you that connects to that, even if it's just like that raw energy. And this album was it for me. I listened to it all the way through. And it's just, it's urban, but not in gospel tones. And it's just raw. And I like it. It's kind of like this guttural, visceral reaction. And I highly recommend for you to check the album out, at least. It's on all the streaming services. Or you can purchase it if you would like. Highly recommend Jimmy Lee. My favorite phrase of 2019 was definitely one day at a time. I know this is huge in the AA circles or in recovery circles. This is something I actually say to myself when I'm having a moment and you have to say like an affirmation or something like that. I will gladly yank this one out from my vocabulary or the recesses of my mind and just be like one day at a time, Cynthia, one day at a time. And before I probably would have rolled my eyes at that, but this year, I since getting sober and everything like that and everything I've gone through, the present moment, the present time, that phrase has really just seen me through because it's true. It's really one day at a time. You can't think about the past. You can't think about the future because the past happened. The future isn't guaranteed. All it is is this present moment and this one day and you're just trying to get through this day. So when I'm having like a shitty day and I'm like, I just need to get through this day and not do anything destructive, or even if I do do something destructive for me now, which is different than how I was destructive last year or years before, I do not guilt myself. I just say one day at a time and one day at a time. And I say it for as many times as I need to, for as long as I need to, until I find some sense of calm or balance with myself. It's been really beneficial for me and I will probably continue to use this phrase or quote as I move into the next decade. My favorite breakthrough of this year, and I think this had a lot to do with, of course, being sober. A lot of things happened through the course of that. And of course, reading the self-compassion book, I think that also helped. I think it was one of the little notches on my belt. But I think for me, as someone who's very empathetic, I would consider myself such a fucking empath. It's no, like, no lie, no bullshit. It takes so many things personally and think there was something wrong with me. If someone was mad and reacted harshly or poorly towards me, I would always internalize it and say that I had every right for that to happen to me. I deserved it. I'm a bad person. Like, I would just go on and on spiral out. And of course, it would manifest in a myriad of ways, drinking being one sex being the other, food being one. I mean, I could just go on and on. But one of my, I guess, pivotal 
breakthroughs or things that I'm most proud of is just being able to step outside of if there was a difficult interaction, because life is complex and you will have difficult interactions, but being able to step outside of it and be able to look at it from not a place of my ego or their ego, but being able just to see it and just be able to be like, okay, this isn't necessarily about me. It's about something that occurred between me and another person or me and whatever else. But it is not a reflection of me as a person. It's not a reflection of my character. It's not a reflection of how I conduct my life. And I think that was huge for me, just for someone who just was so used to just holding everybody else's shit, being able to just be like, okay, that is definitely your thing or your hang up or your issue or your insecurity or your blah, 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 whatever it it was at the time. And I saw it across so many of my relationships, friends, family, otherwise. And not to say like, I still didn't have hurt feelings or it didn't hurt. I'm not going to say that. But being able just to take a step back from it and look at the problem or look at the issue and not internalize it was a big deal because then I was allowed to have some sort of self-compassion for myself as well as the other person. I think it helped me maintain my empathy, but be able to have boundaries around that and not take it on. And that to me was a very big game changer in 2019. And it's really has helped me when it comes to my relationships in my life currently. So I am happy that I learned that. And then finally, my favorite thing about 2019 has been my recovery. I started this year thinking I was going to do sober January, thinking that I was only, but knew I was going to extend it, but just thinking I was probably going to go six months until my birthday in July. And then I was going to resume business as usual and like go to town. I was just going to make it to the 15th of July and just be like, you know, had enough, tried it, was great, back to how Cynthia usually conducts things. But instead, I went through this whole big journey of just realizing how unstable alcohol made me, how a lot of my unresolved past trauma and shit was still there underneath the surface. And it was just going to be there until I finally sat and decided to become uncomfortable and address it. I highly recommend anyone to just sit and whatever makes you uncomfortable because that's where you will have your biggest breakthrough. It is not fun, but it is worth it. And you will understand so much about yourself, the world around you, the people that you allow in your life, the people that you connect to, the people that you don't like, once you stop hiding from yourself and just go through it. Recovery gave me the tools or gave me, I guess, in a way, you know, I felt the most vulnerable this year that I probably ever felt in my life. I think I didn't realize how much strength I had internally until I decided to really just say, I'm just not going to drink. It's not helping me anymore. And I'm not going to use something else destructive to offset that. Granted, there's things I'm still working on, like, you know, smoking, which I'm giving up in 2020. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. But you know, I'll work myself through it. But recovery, hands down, has been the best thing for me. I haven't had my mind this clear. I haven't been as productive I love myself inside and out. And I don't think I would be saying the same thing if I was doing what I was doing at this time last year. So yeah, that's kind of it for my recap. I am looking forward to 2020. I have to really finalize some of my goals and my aspirations for next year. 
and it's giving me a little bit of anxiety, but I think I always get a little anxious around this time, but I think this year is for a good reason because I hope to just keep going forward and keep moving up and change is good, even though as humans, sometimes we rebel against that. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the remaining part of this year. I hope you do what's best for you. Even if others don't understand it, it's not up to them to define it. It's only up to you because you are the person. So always do what's best for you in the long run. Those that are for you and will be in your life will understand or will give you the space to explore or to define or do whatever you need to do in order to move forward in a healthy, constructive manner. And with that, I'm going to sign off for this 2019 last episode of Getting Your Shit Together. I will talk to you all in 2020. Take care. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.